Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Beloved Father, we thank you. We thank you because we're in the midst of your greatness. We carry your greatness on our inside. You said greater is he that is in us we are developing our greatness consciousness we're growing and developing our greatness consciousness for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world the precious father as we dine from your living word we ask that you will speak to us let your word be spirit and let your word be life. Let our minds be illuminated. Let our hearts be open. Let us see what you will have us see. Let us hear what you will have us hear. Let us receive what you will have us receive. Let yokes be destroyed. Let burdens be lifted up. And let Jesus be glorified. And everybody shout a little amen. message amen are you ready for this yeah. you're going somewhere you've never been before amen, amen. all right say with me say in Jesus name, in Jesus name I, release I release myself and everything that concerns me, concerns me. from every self, from every self. People, people and situation now Impose limitations and excuses. In Jesus' name, I embrace my destiny of increase in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, I reject being broke. I will never be broke again in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I declare that all my needs are supplied and I am daily abounding in grace on every side. Increase is speaking in my life and the refuge house in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we are a thousand times more. Thanks be to our Heavenly Father who is always Causing us to triumph in Christ Jesus and is making manifest through me the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ in every place. Glory, hallelujah! Glory, hallelujah! 
All right, shake hands with one or two people. Tell them it's good to see you in church. And kindly have your seat. Amen. Do that with a good smile. Amen. Hallelujah. We began a series, part one, in the first service, manifesting the greatness of God. Let's say that together. Say manifesting the greatness of God. I will encourage you to listen to the first service message. It will bless you. It will help you. Put on the screen 1 Peter 2 verse 9. That's our foundational text for the message. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. I'm going to say one or two things about that. Then we'll take it up from where we stopped during the first service. Can we read it together? What does it say? One to go. But you are. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But you are. Say, I am. Another word for you are means I am. Say, I am. Now, because it's in the reported speech, you say you are, because you're talking to someone. Say, but you are. That, 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 hold on. That means you are or I am means that is what you are. It's not what you pray for God to make you become. It is what God has made you in Christ. Are you hearing me? You are not saying, oh, Lord, make me a chosen generation. That, that's a bad prayer because you are a chosen generation. You are not saying, oh, God, make me a royal priesthood. That is what another bad prayer because you are a royal priesthood. Then he says, unholy nation. You belong to a breed of people called the holy ones. Now, you say, am I holy? Yes, you are. Why are you holy? Because of Jesus. You see, it's his past that got us in. Amen. He took our place so we can have his place. He was made sin for us so we can be made the righteousness of God. So say with me, say, I belong to the holiness nation. Say, I belong to the holy breeds. You are holy just like your heavenly father. Why? Because of Jesus. Amen. He says, you are a peculiar breed. No, so don't say, oh God, make me peculiar. Oh Lord, may I become a peculiar? You are already that. So he says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar, or a unique, a unique, a unique people, or a unique breed. Why are you all this? That what? That you should show forth the praises of him. So the reason God made you the way you are is so you can do what? Show forth. Everybody say show forth. The word show forth is the word manifest. To manifest means to reveal, to express, to make known. So the reason you are a chosen generation is so you can show forth. What are you to show forth? The praises of him. You've been called into a higher life. Everybody say higher life. You know, I told you, you are not just humanity. You are divinity in humanity. The day you got born again, you were upgraded to the status of the divine. The Bible says we are now partakers of the divine nature. So that means I've been upgraded into the same realm as God. As he is, so am I. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your faith in Christ upgraded your status. As he is, so I am. 
Say with me, say, as he is, so am I. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I now have the status of divinity. So I am not just humanity. No, no, no. I am divinity in humanity. I'm a God man. You're a God man. And as a God man, the reason you are who you are in Christ is so you can manifest the praises of him. Another word for the praises of him is the greatness of God. Because the greatness of God is celebrating his praise. You have been born again to show forth. Say with me, say, I have been born again to manifest the greatness of God. Say that woman, say, I've been born again to manifest the greatness of God. Somebody shout, glory be to God. So, look, please, you need to know this. You, you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light so you can manifest the greatness of God. And I said you've been called out of darkness. Tell your neighbor, say, you don't belong to darkness anymore. Tell your neighbor, say, darkness is wrong address. Say, my new location is marvelous light. Where are you now located? Where are you now located? Marvelous. It is marvelous. It is. Huh? What, what did the song say? No, no, you're already there. You are not to get there. You are there already. You are to manifest now. See, the problem with Christianity, there, there are some songs that after what the Holy Ghost will rebuke you. You are not trying to get there. You are there. You are to manifest. Manifest means that God has preloaded you. You are to be downloading. Tell anybody, say, I've been born again to manifest. I've been born again to show forth. Say, I, I don't dwell in darkness anymore. The Bible said in Colossians 1.13, he has delivered us from what? From the kingdom of darkness. The word delivered means you have been ransomed. The word ransomed means you've been full price have been paid. You don't owe Satan, you don't owe demons, and you don't owe darkness anything. Jesus paid fully for you. Now go and manifest. Anything the enemy will use as a claim over you, Jesus paid for it. Why did you think he went to the cross? For sure. He was paying a debt. He died to pay our debt. Bible said he was delivered for our offenses. It is our offense through Adam, plus the one we committed, that took him there. But he was delivered for it. Are you hearing me? He was delivered for our offenses and was raised for our justification. The word justify means you've been discharged and acquitted. Lift your right hand and say, in the name of Jesus, I've been justified in Christ. I've been discharged and acquitted. My past has no claim over me. My failures have no claim over me. Broke has no claim over me. Fair prices have no claim over me. Say it all. Fair prices has no claim over me. 
Hardship has no claim over me. See, see, what you are saying, you are, you are speaking your faith. When you come to church, one of the things you will do is to talk. Because if you believe, you will speak. It's called the spirit of faith. If you don't say anything, it means you don't believe. So I've been born again to manifest the praises of him, otherwise known as the greatness of God, because he has called me out of darkness. What was holding us back was darkness claim over our life. Now that Jesus has paid the debt for you and I, darkness has no claim over us anymore. The only thing darkness can do is to lie to us now. Satan can only lie to you. And sometimes, because our, we, our knowledge of God's word is still not where it should be, we're still growing. Some of us are not even growing at all. We're not even interested. And the problem with not growing is that Satan can easily lie to you and you will believe it. He will try to remind you that Satan still has some stake. He doesn't have. Why does the Bible say give no place to the devil? Because he has no legal place in your life. Any place Satan takes is what someone ignorantly gave him. And the woman gave a very funny dream. God used to explain to him the victory that we have over Satan. He said, in a dream, he was in a house where there were a lot of believers. They were there. It was like, in a, like a birthday celebration. Then all of a sudden, the door busted open and Satan came. They saw the devil and people began to scream. Run, they were running away. Blah, 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 blah. So he said, he too now ran. It was just younger days. He too now ran into one room. And he was hearing people screaming and shouting. When next thing, where he was hiding, the door opened. And guess who he saw? He saw the devil. Before the devil could do it, all of a sudden his hand went behind it. Something bound his hand. You know what the devil told him? He said, you are stupid. He said, you don't even know that I have no claim. I can't do you anything. Then he woke up. Tell anybody the devil cannot do you anything. Some of you think what I'm saying is I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to boast. No, no, no. I'm not boasting in me. I'm boasting in scripture. Okay, Luke 10, 19. What does it say? What does it say now? Luke 10, 19. If you don't know, that, that maybe that's the reason why Satan is still doing some things around you. What did he say? Behold, I what? I better put it on the screen. Behold, I give unto you power. The word power in the Greek is exousia. Exousia means authority or jurisdiction. The simplest way to explain that is that every governor has jurisdiction over his state. Like the governor of Quara State has jurisdiction or authority over Quara State. But can I ask you a question? Can the governor of Quara State come to River State and start telling River State what to do? Why? Because this is not his jurisdiction or authority zone or territory. That's the word power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now God says, I have given you jurisdiction. Jurisdiction means right of authority to exercise power or to rule or to dominate or to reign. I have given you jurisdiction to tread on who? And, and over some of them. It does not include your village home. Huh? Because some of you believe as if God selected, when God was saying this, he now selected the one that he gave you power over 
and didn't give you power. Maybe give you power over three quarter, or give you power over half, or give you power over quarter. Power over what? Answer me now. Over what? All what? All, the word power there is the word might. Might means abilities. He has given you authority over all the abilities of the enemy. Who is your enemy? The devil. God says, I've given you what? Authority over the power of your enemy to harm you. And yet you still behave as if he has advantage over you. Your, only, your problem has been diagnosed in the scripture is gross ignorance. Ignorance that is crippled. Over all the power of the enemy. And what did he say? Read it now, everybody. What did he say? No, 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 no. Read it where? Did you see it where? Read it. Let me hear. And no, 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 no. And some things. And some things. No, no, no. And some things. What of your family problem? Your village problem? The witches in your town? And nothing shall buy any any means. Is that in your Bible? Do you behave like that? I gave a funny example in the morning. I said, what if when you were coming to church this morning at the beginning of Igbelu Street, you now saw four cow head, three goat head, three fowl head, four po seven pot, red cloth, blood on the ground, uh, cowries. Will you pass the road? Some of you are even saying no. If, even before you, before you knew, your matter said no. That just tells you what is inside you. Okay, oh, wait. So let's, not, let's find out who is lying. I have given you power to tread. Do you know what tread means? It means to dominate. And hear me, hear me. If you are not dominating, something is wrong with your knowledge of God. Something is wrong. It is not because God has not given you the power or the advantage. He has given you. But if you are still afraid of the devil, some of you, all it takes to mess you up big time is just have one dream and somebody is pursuing you. It's the famous, it's very common in Africa here. They are always pursuing somebody. I slept. You won't believe what was pursuing me. I saw people with cutlass pursuing me. What did you do? Said they were pursuing me. Said the one I have, it was even Lion that was pursuing me. Lion. So I saw Lion. Lion. They were pursuing me, the Lion and his family. They said they must eat me today. Then some of you is cockroach. Cockroach. Say, Pastor, if you see the cockroach that was pursuing me, cockroach. Even if it's physical, normal, normal life, some of you cockroach will chase you. Not to even talk of rat. So, whenever you are afraid, it's because something is wrong with your knowledge of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And nothing! Somebody shout, nothing. nothing. Go to three people say, nothing shall by enemies harm you. Leave your seat. Go to three people. Nothing, nothing. Walk, 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 walk. Go to three. Say nothing shall by 
any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Can I say something to you? Can I tell you this? Do you know why the Bible says nothing shall by any means hurt you? Do you know why? Let me tell you. Jesus was not just saying, Jesus was making a prophetic statement that he fulfilled when he died and rose from the dead. You know why he said that? Because on the cross, anything that can hurt you, Jesus took it. Did you hear what I said? So over 2,000 years ago, whatever could hurt you, whether it's witches, whether it's wizard, whether it's native doctor, whether it's a curse, whatever it is, whatever could hurt you, I don't care whatever it is, Jesus took it upon himself 2,000 years ago. So can I tell you the good news? No matter how Satan tries to attack your health, he will fail. No matter how much he tries to attack your business, he will fail. You know why he will fail? Because he failed 2,000 years ago. When Jesus died and finally the Bible said, Ah, Satan shouted, if I had known, I would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Because he didn't realize by killing Jesus, he was accelerating the plan of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The wisdom of God dealt with him so badly that the very thing that he thought was his biggest victory was his eternal defeat. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead means that anything that can intimidate you, anything that can threaten you, anything that can attack you, Jesus took it. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Jesus did what? He took it. So whenever anything that is in your body now you better serve notice to it. Say, in the name of Jesus, you will pack your load and disappear. Because it's been paid for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's, it's not you that paid. Jesus paid. He's the one that did it. So you can walk in victory and show forth the praises of him that has called you out of what? Darkness into where? Say, I am now in marvelous light. Where are you located? Look at the neighbor say you are now in marvelous light. Not just light, oh, but marvelous, marvelous light. Wonderful light. Say amen. You are a wonder from God. It's time for you to begin to manifest in Jesus' name. That, that, that's why now we are teaching on manifesting the greatness of God. The greatness of God, it's your birthright, and you have been saved to manifest that. Why, why, why would the Bible say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Glory be to God. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Say, the greater one lives on the inside of me. Say, the greater one lives on the inside of me. Now, we said, what is the greatness of God? We said, the greatness, the first understanding or revelation from scripture that will help us understand the greatness of God is that number one, God is great. Shout it. Say God is great. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. You saw some powerful scriptures that we went through. God is great. 
God is great. God is great. There's one I want to read. That one, when I read it, the thing shook me. Hallelujah. That one is powerful. Glory be to God. That's um, uh, Deuteronomy 10, 16 to 17. Let's just read only that. Then we'll continue. We've read the other ones. Listen to the message in the first service so you can, can you know, get the full understanding of where we started from. Deuteronomy 10, 16, 17. It says, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. That's your mind. The word heart there means your mind. Foreskin means all those mentalities you have acquired that has reduced God, that has made God small. Some of you, you are more afraid of the devil than God himself. You are more afraid of the devil. If, if I, if, if, like I said, instead of uh, cow head, goat head, fowl head, if, if, if they put Bible on the junction, will people not pass? Will they not pass? Talk to me. They will pass now because they believe God is good. God will not harm them. But somewhere along the line, they forgot that God is to be feared above every other God. Let me show you that. Can we, can we read it together? Are you there? Are you there? What did he say? For the Lord your God is God of gods. I don't care whether it's Amadioa, Odudua, call all the names that you know. He says he's the God of God. Not only is he God, the word Lord means supreme. Supreme ruler is the Lord. You, you know this difference? His own Lord is capital letter. The other one is small letter. That means they are nothing where he is. He is Lord of Lord, then he reveals himself a great God. Mighty, a mighty and a terrible. He didn't get the English. Listen to the English. God, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of Lord, a great God, a mighty and a terrible. And you didn't get it. Your God is a mighty and it's terrible. Okay, you, some of you are seeing it now. <laughs> he is a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regarded not person. That is, he doesn't care who you are. You are nothing before him. His greatness cannot be intimidated. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, what you're going through. See, all God needs to do is to just talk and everything will change. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When my health was attacked about two, three years ago, when I went to drop my children in school, and the enemy came full blast, the Lord spoke to me, he said, said, nothing will happen to you. That was only what I heard, he said, nothing will happen to you. When I heard that word, I was okay. Peace was in my heart. Everything, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, Satan lost. Am I no better now? Somebody say, your God is a great and terrible. So, so say it's a mighty and terrible. Your sickness, sickness, they not see anything. Disease not know anything. Which not know anything. When, when compared to your God, it is a mighty and a terrible. Let me give you one example of that. When Jacob walked under Laban, and Laban cheated him for 14 years, and he didn't want, it was obvious he didn't want him to go. 
But God told, see, God is the only one that can tell you to leave your master without taking permission from your master. Did you hear what I said? I don't think you heard what I said. I said God is the only one can give you, can, can tell you to leave your master without taking permission from your master. Because he's a great God. He doesn't need permission from anybody. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? He's God. He's great. He's a mighty and a terrible. He did it in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The first person he showed his greatness was when Abraham lied. God knew he lied out of fear. And, and they wanted to touch her. He entered the man's dream. He said, boy, listen to me. My name is God. You see that woman that is lying by you? That's the wife of a prophet. If you touch him, I kill you. Master Mahan is innocent. He said, that's why I didn't allow you to touch. So wake up from this and return the wife in me. It's only God that does that kind of thing. When Laban wanted to harm Jacob, on his way, God entered his dream. You know what God told him? Do him no harm or good. You hear what I talk? Don't touch him. Oh. You touch him, I touch you. Why do you think he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet? The way some of you talk about God is you don't know this God. You don't know him. You don't realize. You talk like if God is chicken. God is not chicken. He is a great God, a terrible, a mighty, and a terrible, which regarded not person nor take reward. You can't bribe him. Am I making any sense? The Bible says God is to be feared among all gods. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you see wickedness, don't try God. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? No matter how wicked Satan is, he's not as terrible as God. When God comes, when I say when God comes, if you've been reading our Bible reading, when we read the book of Job, in the beginning, Job didn't offend God. Bible said he didn't uh, commit it, but he later committed. Because the summary of the entire travail of Job was that Job said, I mean, it's unfair for me to go through what I go through. Based on what he knew, what he understood, his, his three friends came and like, ah, why are you behaving like a self-righteous person? I mean, come on, are you telling me that you cannot go this, you cannot go that? Those ones too, they were also speaking from a limitation. But there was a young man called Elio who knew God. When they all finished, Ina said, can I talk? He said, go ahead. He said, I waited for age to speak, and I found out that wisdom is not in gray. He said, but hear me, I will declare to you what the counsel of God is. Then he asked Job a question. He said, far be it from God that he would change himself because of what you are going through. Who do you think you are? And then he asked him, what do you even know about God to question God? When he finished, everybody say, when he finished. Next thing, Job had, woo! Bible said a wild wind. Have you seen a wild wind before? The one we, we've not really seen a wild wind. The one we've seen here is a small drop in pressure. Then the thing will now be doing. According to you, say spirit is past. It's not spirit. <laughs> just a drop in pressure. And, and you just start turning. But, but there's what they call wild wind. It's a violent one. It can even take out houses. Bible said a wild wind blew. 
And as the wind was blowing in every direction, God's voice was coming in every direction. He said, who is that who darkened counsel with words that have no knowledge? He said, prepare yourself. I have questions to ask you. The first question God asked him said, Job, where were you when I created the world? Where were you when I formed the earth, when I made the winds and the sky, and, and I put everything in their place? Tell me where you are. When he finished, Job said, I, I, I am very sorry. I was very foolish. I didn't even know what I was saying about the faith. Please forgive me. When, go and read what God told him. God, God stretched him beyond what he knew. You know, we, we always want to judge God based on where we are, what we know, and what we are going through. What you know, what you are going through, where you are, is too... Have you not read what it says? Understanding is infinite. Did you not see that? His understanding is what? Infinite. And what you are going through is not infinite. It's small thing. Light affliction according to the Bible. Very small. What do you don't see? What do you know? What have you been through? That you think because of what has happened to you, you have the audacity and the boldness to question the authority of God based on one nonsense. Who are you? Look at the number say, who are you? Who are you to question him? You, do you know who you are talking to or who you are talking about? When God finished with Job, Job did that. He said, Lord, I am sorry. God said, I will forgive you. He said, but pray for your friends. And he prayed for his friends and God healed him and restored to him twice what he had before. That's the kind of God you and I serve. Somebody says, a great God. Now, this, the, there are four words that explain how great God is from the scriptures we have read. Write this down. The first word, these are four words in the Hebrew. The fifth one, I'm still, when I get understanding, I will tell you. I'm still meditating on it. But, but I'm going to share with you the fourth one, the four words. Hallelujah! The first Hebrew word for great is older. Everybody say older. See, the problem with us from natural point, when we say someone is older, we say the person is senior. Is that not so? Is it not so? Then the next thing you will not say, how old? Is that not so? We say, okay, it's older. Okay, I am 52. Then if somebody is 25, I'm older than the person by 27 years. Is that not so? In that sense, I'm older. But when God say, when the Bible says God is older, see, write this down. God is ageless. Is what? God has no age. The greatness of God is such that God is great because he's older. He's not just senior to everybody. Everybody has their origin from him. The Bible says in him we live, we move, and we have our being. As some of your poets have said, we are his offspring. Offspring means we came from God. Please, sometimes when we behave, we are talking as if we are the one that brought God. You didn't bring God, he brought you. The way you talk about him, the way you serve him, is as if, you know, two of you are, you know, hey, God, how far now? Yeah, 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 okay, how are No, no, you don't get it. You came from him. He, he will be the one to tell you how to live, not the other way around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is older because he's ageless. There is one word that explains the agelessness of God. It's called eternal. 
God doesn't age. He's an eternal God. Let me show you one scripture. We'll go to the next word. Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. God is eternal. He's ageless. He doesn't age. Everything has its origin from the eternal one. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 33, verse 27, the eternal God, the ageless God, is what? Is our refuge. Who would you prefer to be your refuge? Man that has a limited time or the one who is eternal? The one who is ageless? The one that cannot expire? Is the ageless God. God, the eternal one, is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arm. The word everlasting means when God holds you, he holds you forever. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. That's the greatness of God. He's older. He's ageless. He's eternal. Number two, the next word that describes how great God is is the word exceeding. Everybody say exceeding. I'm going to give you the synonyms for exceeding. Write as many as you can. The word exceeding means he's beyond. He's what? He's above. He is surpassing. <laughs> surpassing means greater. He is, are you ready for this? Extraordinary. There is nothing in the ordinary that can describe him, so it's extraordinary. He is superior. Outperform. Exceeding means to outperform. And finally, outmatch. So when we say God is exceeding, we mean he's beyond, above, surpassing, extraordinary, superior, outperform, outmatch. God is not your meat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we say God is exceeding, I mean God is not your meat. Tell your neighbor, say God is not your meat. God is not your meat. Come on, say that. Say God is not your meat. Yeah, he's exceeding. Let me read one scripture on that for you. The Bible says in Ephesians 3 verse 20, Now unto him, the great God, that is able to do exceeding. He's able to do beyond, above, surpassing, extraordinary, superior, outperform, outmatch, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. See, see, listen. God is not limited by what you ask. He can do more than what you ask. Let, him, let me even make it into how he's so exceeding that he can do above what you think. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God can do what you think. He can do what you ask. He can do above what you ask and above what you think. That, why? Because he's exceeding. God cannot be limited. Did you hear what I said? God cannot be what? He's exceeding. That's one of the revelation of his greatness. He is what? Exceeding. God is older, is eternal, and God is exceeding. Why, why I'm showing you this is to reinforce your faith. So that whatever you are going through is no match for God. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stop behaving as if your problem is senior to God. Or the things that you are facing are, you know the way some people, they won't come to church again because they're having a hard time. Are you okay? Hallelujah. Number three, write this down. The third word for great is the, in the Hebrew, God is great because he's mighty. Somebody say mighty. We saw that. He's a great God, a mighty and a terrible. God is mighty. Somebody shout, God is mighty. Say it louder. Say, God is mighty. I'll show you one scripture here. Psalm 66 verse 3. God is mighty. The word mighty, write this down, means powerful. God is mighty because he is powerful. That's why he's great. One of the elements of greatness is power. Psalm 66 verse 3. What does it say? It says, Say! Unto God. How terrible art thou? The word terrible is not, doesn't mean wicked. It means it's so profound that your head cannot understand it without, without his help. That's the word terrible. God's wisdom is so complex. It's so powerful that, that for you to understand it, he has to break it down for you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The reason we can know him is because he wanted us to know him. Without his help, we can't know him. That's how terrible God is. It's a sound to God, how terrible art thou in thy works through the greatness of thy power. Shall thy enemies submit themselves unto thee. Say with me, say God is powerful. When Paul and Silas was locked up in the dungeon, they held their hands and legs bound and they began to praise God. Sang, they prayed first and they began to praise God. The Bible says the presence of God manifested in the prison. And without any permission from any jailer, all the stocks, all the chains that held all the prisoners bound, because he is the liberator, only the appearance of his presence alone, all their chain fell. Because in his presence, there's no bondage. You didn't hear what I said. In his presence, there is what? All he needs to do is just show up. And all that were bound were loose immediately. Tell the neighbor, say, stop belittling God. Look at the neighbor. Say, stop belittling God. The fourth word in the Hebrew that explains how great God is is the word high. Everybody say high. Say, I didn't say high, H I O. H I G H. High. Because for you, everything is play. The word high, H I G H. There are two words, actually three words that explains it. Commanding, dominating, and wealthy. When you say someone is high, it means the person has a commanding presence, dominating presence, and is wealthy because he has to back the high. 
There's something that makes him high. He's wealthy. When we say God is the most high, it means God is the most commanding, most dominating, and most wealthy. Every dominion comes from him. Are you paying attention? Yes, Please listen to what I'm saying. Because next time, don't go and start praying some kind of stupid prayer that, that, that is nurtured by ignorance just because you don't know who God is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just start praying some prayer, crying unnecessary cry because you're ignorant of who he is. And it looks as if the problem you're dealing with has so intimidated you, bastardized you, and you'll be crying and everything looks hopeless and God will just be looking at you. You say, oh, how are my children tempted me and limited the Holy One of Israel? From today, may you stop limiting God in your life in Jesus' name. As you receive the revelation of his greatness, may every self-imposed limitation expire in Jesus' name. Let me show you two scriptures that explains the highness of God. When you say your highness, it means your command, dominating, wealthy. Psalm 145 and verse 13. The word dominion is one of the words that illustrates and explains the word high. Dominion means to rule, to subjugate. It says thy kingdom. The word kingdom means influence, control, government. Thy kingdom or your influence is what? An everlasting influence. And your dominion, which is your rule, your rulership, your reign, endure it throughout all generations. Let no wicked man think is too much. What did I say? <laughs> I, I don't care who you think you are. Whether you are a president, you are a governor, you are a local government chairman, just because you think you can rig and win election, you are feeling very powerful. Let me warn you, there is one that is more powerful than you. There is one that is greater than you. Let us visit the department of King Nebuchadnezzar. How many of you remember his story? He was the world power. He forgot that the reason he became world power was because God's people had sinned against God and God judged them and sent them into captivity under him. So in a sense, it was God that made him who he was. But guess what? Nebuchadnezzar was warned. When he brought the captives into Babylon, he took some of the holy things from the temple and they began to party. One of the things they do is that when you conquer your people, whatever they hold holy, you desecrate it. So things that were used in the service of God were not used for party. Go and bring all those things those priests get. They say, but is that temple? Say, which priest? If their temple is working, why did their God not save them? That's a statement of ignorance. Not that their God could not save them. Their God judged them. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, sometimes we make statements that lack understanding. Gross ignorance. Bring it, let us shock with it. Go, so they brought all the things out. As they were busy gyrating and doing all that, a hand came out. I wrote on the wall. 
Mene Mene Teke Oprasini. Bakam. And the hand disappeared. This one is not vision. Everybody saw it. All of a sudden, the party became like a funeral. Quiet. The Bible said Nehemiah began to tremble. Everybody became scared. Only hand, no head, nobody hand, just one hand, just hand right. The hand can't disappear. Hey, then some of the people that were wise that had some reservation about what they were doing. Okay, go call, go call Daniel. Can I know what he did on me? Go call her, go call her, go call her. It's one of them. Go call her. So where's Daniel? Say, call him, call him. Say, Daniel, come. What is this? Daniel look and say, ah. <laughs> He said, King, he said, according, to, see, that's why I said, God is the only one that can fire you without taking permission from your boss. He said, because even if you are working in a company and God sacks you, they will sack you. Because promotion comes not from east, west, north, or south, it comes from God. If God promotes you, let the owner of the company hate you, he will still promote you. As far as God promotes you. The one you should work with is him. But many of you fear men than him. So Daniel said, King, the Lord says you've been weighed in the balance and be found wanting. My advice for you is humble yourself and calm down. Everybody say, calm down. Bring this your head down. He did not. Oh. One money was strolling in his balcony. And he, you know, the king's view is always very, is a, you can see almost the kingdom, a, a big part of the kingdom. And he looked at it and said, wow, thou Babylon that I have, I have made by my great power. Bible said before the word finished from his mouth, before the word finished, a voice from heaven spoke. He said, you have been judged. And for seven years, he became like an animal. He grew finger, scale, feather, everything. Can you imagine they woke up that morning, they saw something else inside the king's room and they found out it was the king. He was in isolation for seven years until sense, everybody say sense, returned to his what? To his brain. And it dawned on him that he was dealing with a great God. May I warn you, to be proud is to tempt God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God has blessed you. God has made you. Things are working that was not working before. All of a sudden, you now feel that it is you who did it. Ah, even the ground you march will start to deny you. The air you breathe will say, I don't know you. Because when God comes, we even say that we say we're wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> you didn't hear me. Let me show you that. You know how high God is. You don't play with God. Daniel chapter 4, everybody. I'm going to read just 34 to 36. We will read it together. 34 to 37. And I want also everybody to read it so you, you will get a revelation. When we say praise God, he's worthy to be praised because he's great. Don't thank God as if you don't, you're begging him or you're doing him a favor. His greatness demands that he should be praised. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, great is the Lord, greatly to be praised and to be feared above all other gods. Can we begin to read from verse 34? Are we there? Want to go? This is written by Nebuchadnezzar 
himself. Verse 34. And at the end of the days, I, did you see that there? I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes. Where? Unto heaven. And my understanding, that means sense, sense, returned to me. Who told him? And I bless the most high. Did you see the high there? Uh -huh. I bless the, the most command, the most dominating, the most wealthy. I bless the most high. And I praise and honored him. That lived, not blame the man. Wait till the man see Passam. I live it forever. Whose dominion is an everlasting, he quoted Psalm without reading it. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. Go to the next verse. What did he say next? And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Everybody say nothing, nothing. What did he say? And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven. Uh -huh. And among the inhabitants, he recognizes that God has army, and none can stay or stop his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? It's too big for that question. Go to the next verse. At the same time, my reason returned to me is not thinking well. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me. And my counselor and my Lord sought unto me. They ran away from him. And I was established in my kingdom. And the excellent majesty was added. Hold on. Before he talked about his soul, he first talked about God. Gave God his praise. Recognized God before he now spoke about himself. Go to the next verse. You see what he concluded in verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All whose works are truth and his wise judgment and those that walk in pride is able to bring them down. God has something with pride. If you are proud, he will take you down faster than lightning. Leave, get up from your seat. Go to four people. Tell them, say, beware of pride. Leave your seat. Go, go to four people. Leave your seat. Go to four people. Get up. Go to somebody and say, beware of pride. Let me tell you the pride I want to warn you of. Nebuchadnezzar, they have to learn. That pride, listen to me, oh. that pride that makes you think that what you are going through is bigger than God. That pride that makes you think what you are facing is bigger than God. It's pride. For you to use your situation to challenge the ability of God, it's pride. Did you hear what I said? It's pride. 
Because that means you are debasing his greatness. And for you, if, instead of you to debase God, God will, 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 will abase you, will bring you down. He won't come down. It's too high to come down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Let me show you another scripture that reveals this is very powerful. Okay, let's leave that. Let's uh, just write it down. Psalm 24, verse 1. This, this another scripture reveals the wealth of God, how high God is. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The word and day that dwell therein. In, in other words, what is he telling us that God is the owner of the earth. Who owns the earth? Oh. Owns the earth. He understands the earth better. He only gave man opportunity to rule inside. But the owner, the own, everybody say the owner. The owner. Say the landlord, the landlord. Is, God. is God. Oh, lift your two hands and shout glory. glory. Lift your two hands and shout glory. Listen, listen. Next time they tell you to praise God, you better know who you are talking to. You better know who you are praising. You better recognize who. Don't praise God like somebody is talking to his mate. Did you hear what I said? Shout glory! Final scripture on that, Philippians 4, verse 19. He said, but my God, the great God, shall supply all your needs according to to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Your father is well. He's the only one you can take from and he will not reduce. You know, any other thing you take from reduces. Is that not so? One million is not one million if you take 50 kobo from it. Am I right? As far as you remove 50 kobo, it's not one million anymore. But God is the only one that remains constant in wealth no matter how much withdrawal you make. You didn't hear what I said. I say God is so high and wealthy that no matter how many demands we put on him, he still remains who he is. He cannot be depleted. He cannot be short. He cannot, oh, come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God cannot be down because he's great. He's high. He's high. He's the most high. You better know who you're dealing with. You better know who lives inside you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, second revelations before I round up. The second revelation that will help us appreciate the greatness of God is not only to know how great God is, but we must understand that he also does great things. Everybody say he does great things. I'm going to stop with this one. I'll just read some scriptures to you and we'll, we'll, we'll go through them. Some of them, um, sorry, but let's look at that. The second revelation of the greatness of God is that God does great things. He's not only great by character, but he also does great things. God is great in his acts. Deuteronomy 10, verse 21. Deuteronomy 10, verse 21. The Bible says, He is, this is God talking, He is thy praise, and He is thy God, that had done for thee this great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. Did you hear what I said? He is not only great, he does 
great things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Go to Deuteronomy 11, verse 7. 11, verse 7. Deuteronomy 11, verse 7. It says, but your eyes have seen all the great acts. The word acts there means doing. All the great acts of the Lord, which he did. That God is great and he does great things. He said, your eyes have seen all the great acts or works of the Lord, which he did. God is not only great, he does great things. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 26 verse 8. Let the scripture give you understanding. Deuteronomy 26 verse 8. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm, and with great terribleness, and with signs and with wonders. God not only is great, he does great things. Psalm 106 verse 21. Psalm 106 verse 21. And I pray you may not have this loss of memory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Psalm 106, verse 21. What did he say? They forgot God. They forgot what? May you not forget. May you not forget God, your Savior. May you not forget that he's the one who saves you. They forgot, forgot God, their Savior, which had done great things. Do you know that's what we do when we complain? We forget the great things he has done in our life. When we complain, that's what we do. Psalm 111 verse 2. Psalm 111 verse 2. The Bible says, the works or the acts of God are great. Sort out of all them that have pleasure therein. You will understand why we have been enlisted to manifest his greatness. Because God deals, see, write this down, God deals on greatness. Anything, just write it down. God deals on what? Greatness. He doesn't deal with anything that is below great. If it's not great, it's not God. God deals on greatness. I am saying this so that those crippleness that have attached your faith and your expectation will let go today in Jesus' name. And stop seeing God like your boy or your colleague or your compartment or your landlord. Are you hearing me? Let's go to New Testament, Ephesians 2, verse 4. There's something about God's greatness that you need to understand, which is the foundation of every other thing. Glory be to God. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 4. What did he say there? But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love. Tell the number, say, God is great in love. Great love wherewith he loved us. Say, I have been loved by great love. Oh, come on, say that. Say, I have been loved by great love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
which means nothing should be able to unlove you. Because the one that has loved you is a greater love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Rise up on your feet. Glory be to God. Go and meditate on these scriptures and let them dwell in your heart. Everybody stand up. Except you are kind of baby. If you are kind of baby, you can sit down. If you are not kind of baby, stand up. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands, everybody. Come on, begin to thank him. You are great. You do miracles so great. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.